0: Akumu, are you gonna be vegan?
1: Uh, Claire, are you gonna learn Greek? Yeah. Uh, for me, hell yeah, as well. Yeah. But can we say yes to everything? Uh, we. Oui. No. Si. Yes. See. Si.
0: Si. Yeah. Sindio. Yeah,
1: let's see, let's see. It depends on what they give us and if we can handle it. I mean, but if we can handle veganism, we can handle anything, right?
0: We can handle it. (laughs) You can't say no because we are the The Yes Yes Girls! Girls. Hi, Yes People, we're the Yes Girls and you're joining us for episode three of the Yes Girls podcast in Nairobi, Kenya on this day where we can't believe we're already recording episode three. We're already halfway through season one and we're getting so much great feedback from all of you.
1: Yes, a huge thank you for all your support. So many of you have been saying yes to listening to the Yes Girls and it's been an incredible journey so far with you all.
0: Please keep sharing your ideas and comments on the podcast either on Instagram, Facebook or Twitter. You'll find us on all of them at Yes Girls Podcast.
1: And as you know, the Yes Girls say yes to doing, being, and learning something new on every episode. Episodes 1 and 2 were being and learning, specifically being vegan and learning Greek. And guess what? Today we move on to doing. Please note that we've already gotten some ideas from our listeners for future episodes, such as keeping a timed activity diary, being a solo traveler, Learning a musical instrument in a week. Writing a play. Doing the time warp. What's that?
0: Like going back in time.
1: I just ah, had to make it be a doing. <laughs> uh, so doing a time warp and then re- re- reconnecting with people from our past. And so many more ideas. We appreciate all of them. And we are listening. And behind the scenes, we are weighing them up to see what we want to explore further. So keep sending them in and who knows, maybe we'll say yes to some of them. The name's Baker. Claire Baker. Um, okay, what's going on? What do you want?
0: I'll have a vodka martini. Shaken. Not stared. Do I look like your bar woman? <laughs> well, no, but you do know how to prepare a martini, right? And shake it properly so that even Cocktail Connoisseur
1: 007 can be satisfied. Well, I'm certainly willing to try because I'm Akumu. And I'm Claire. And together we are... The Yes Girls. The Yes Girls.
0: <laughs> You're late on that one. <laughs> uh, clearly. <laughs> I'll let you on. <laughs> Now we can tell people how we're shaking things up in this episode and what twist or garnish they might expect. Also, I'm going to have a lot of puns this episode. You can
1: just expect it. Yeah, we're (laughs) going to be punished. (laughs) And that was unscripted. (laughs) Yeah, so you probably already guessed it. This episode, episode three, In this episode, we are saying yes to doing mixology.
0: That's right. We immersed ourselves in this tantalizing-ology and learned to master the classic cocktails served in bars across the world, whilst figuring out how to please the crowds with the perfect cocktail or mocktail for their
1: mood, tastes and time of day. And guess what? We consulted a mixologist to prepare us for this boozy challenge. One of the other puns. And we <laughs> had one week to prepare and practice before serving up an intimate cocktail party for our most taste-sensitive friends.
0: I'm not sure they're going to appreciate us calling them taste-sensitive, but I think that's what they were. They're Not that our other friends aren't don't Disney. have taste, but okay, yeah. We're going to lose or gain some friends here no matter what. <laughs> uh, so we're going to see, did we hit the high ball? Did we come out bruised and bloody married? Or did we come out harder, better, faster, margarita?
1: Wow. (laughs) I want no blame for those silly jokes (laughs) and puns. Let's get some background on what you are actually saying yes to.
0: The term mixology appears in Merriam-Webster's dictionary and dates it back to 1872. Wow. Yeah, The dictionary defines it as the art or skill of preparing mixed drinks. There's usually an element of experimentation and an understanding of the fundamentals of combining and creating different taste experiences with drinks. Typically, of course, this would be done by bartenders, but more and more
1: amateur mixologists, such as ourselves, are exploring this art form at home. For some reason, I don't like this name, amateur mixologist. Why? I don't know, it just sounds more amateurish than it should be. (laughs) (laughs) Wannabe mixologist? (laughs) Aspiring. Ex- aspiring is better, <laughs> yes. Okay, scrap that, editor, but aspiring mixologist. <laughs> so you called it an art form. Is it an art form or a science? Hmm. Well, the term itself sounds quite scientific in and of itself. And many modern mixologists dive deep into how the different substances they mix interact and create reactions. As with anything, with time, mixology has become more and more experimental And that's the best part. (laughs) And we now have mixologists creating entire physical experiences with their cocktails by using flames, molecular mixology, chemical reactions and interactive ornaments to bring out a full body, mind and sensory experience when the customers and guests have their cocktails or mocktails.
0: Yes, good distinction. Uh, We had to start from the beginning, though. As anything but mixologists ourselves, we had our work cut out for us. Neither of us have ever gone further than maybe ordering the odd cocktail in a bar. Uh, and I once owned a cocktail shaker, but only to look cool at university by displaying it on my shelf. I, I didn't even know how to open it. I, I genuinely never opened the thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, I the lunch that is called a shaker the other day. yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're going to get into that. Like, it's so fancy. I really wanted it to have a, like a fancy name. <laughs> anyway, Shika is just The thing too that shakes
0: cocktails, what's it called?
1: Oh, <laughs> they yeah. just told me Shika. I was like, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> so to get us ready for this challenge, we consulted one of Nairobi's most passionate, aspiring or amateur mixologists. So by day, Patrick Wilson is a senior development professional, but by night, he is a mixology mystologist extraordinaire, and he has been a cocktail aficionado, I don't like this word, (laughs) since watching the 1988 Tom Cruise movie called Cocktail as a Young Boy. We spoke to Patrick ahead of embarking on this huge challenge to help prepare ourselves mentally and strategize on how best to go about it. Here's a bit of our conversation with Patrick, getting us excited for the task ahead.
2: So for me, really, it's about two things. Um, first of all, is is just the uh, exploration of, of different flavors and different combinations of ingredients. It's a lot like cooking, uh, and cooking is something else I enjoy. Um, but the idea of taking different ingredients, um, trying to, to match them in a way that uh, suits each other, but also suits whatever mood I'm in or whatever... Um, you know, snack I may be having. Um, so just literally exploring flavors and combinations of flavors uh, is one aspect that's interesting to me. But the other thing that I really enjoy, whether it's just my wife and I uh, here in our home, two of us, or if I'm, I'm at a party uh, back in the pre-COVID times when we can have parties, um, making cocktails that other people enjoy. Um, talking to somebody about what kind of flavors they like, um, what sorts of spirits they're interested in trying, and seeing if I can come up with a cocktail that's going to suit them in that moment, that's going to to really help make their evening succeed. Um, That social aspect to me is, is just a lot of fun.
0: As we both got excited, we also had some worries about how realistic the challenge was. I mean, how realistic... Was it to really learn the basics of mixology in just a week? Plus, Akumu also asked whether people would be excited about the non-alcoholic cocktails, which you can call mocktails or virgin cocktails, Mm -hmm. that she would learn. And here's what Patrick had to say about that.
2: Non-alcoholic ingredients for cocktails or mocktails, as some people call them, that's really hot right now in the drinks industry. So I would say just over the last three or four years, there have been a range of new products that are distilled spirits, but they're non-alcoholic spirits. Uh, so that for a person who wants that kind of complex layering of flavors that you get with a good cocktail, uh, a, a certain kind of uh, mouthfeel, um, literally you know, the, the, the texture of the drink in the mouth, um, but they don't want to drink alcohol, uh, now there are more and more options for people to do that. So you're not just relegated to having you know soda water with lime juice or, or a ginger ale. There are now more uh, complex non-alcoholic ingredients that are coming on the market.
1: So as you can see, I was reassured that people would want to drink my mocktails. But how would we actually do this doing? mixology challenge? Well, we asked Patrick for some advice and here's what he said.
2: Fortunately for a a large range of classic cocktails, uh, the techniques are not that difficult. Um, Even the equipment you can improvise at home. So for example, I have a a cocktail shaker um, that you literally put ice and the ingredients into and there's a cap on it and then you shake it up and there's a strainer built into the shaker to strain out the ice when you pour the drink. But if you don't have that, uh, if you have a jar with a tight top, you can do it in that. Um, If you have some sort of plastic container, um, you you can improvise uh, a lot of the equipment. Um, And in terms of techniques, if you have an accurate measuring device, so uh, what I have is a a cocktail jigger that has um, ounces and centiliters uh, marked on it so I know exactly how much of each ingredient I'm putting in. Um, But you don't have to have that specialized equipment if you have any sort of measuring cup, uh, something where you can accurately measure ingredients so you know how much you're putting in. That's fine. Um, Again, the techniques, um, basically, you need to know how to stir and how to shake. Um, That's not too difficult to learn Um, how to strain ice out of the drink. Um, And that's basically it. Now, there are additional layers of complexity that that you can uh, experiment with, but the basics I think in a week uh, is very doable. Um, What I would recommend is that you focus on learning a few classic cocktails. Um, Maybe pick four or five different spirits, so bases. So perhaps vodka, gin, whiskey, rum, tequila. Those five, and those are sort of the base spirits for the vast majority of cocktails that are out there. And then learn one or two drinks that go with each of those spirits. Um, And the classic cocktails are classic for a reason. Um, They are tried and true recipes. Uh, They hit all of those notes that uh, people are looking for when they order a cocktail. Um, And they're not that hard to make.
0: After this reassurance from Patrick, we were ready to get sucked into the challenge. Okay, that sounds like a pun, but it's not. <laughs> and so each of us, each of us, yes girl one, me, and yes girl two, Akumu. Hey,
1: we agreed there's no one and two. We are both equally yesy and equally girly.
0: Okay, fine. Most I times. You wouldn't notice. <laughs> okay, so the yes girls, Claire and Akumu, set off on their separate adventures of doing mixology to reunite at the end of the one-week challenge to host a cocktail party for a small group of tasty friends. As in, they have taste. We didn't actually taste them, did we? We'll see. Um,
1: We'll not. get
0: into that. <laughs> Akumu, please tell us what ingredients and in what quantities went into your week and whether it was a sweet sip or a sour
1: slog. Slog is such a interesting word. Is it British? <laughs> Probably. It most sounds, I sounds, words. most sounds, words I use are British. It sounds very British. <laughs> uh, but hold on. Before we go into my week, let's get a teaser in three words. How how was your week in terms of words?
0: Three words. Okay. Well, most ingredients, Most a lot of cocktails have three ingredients. So I guess I'll give you a little cocktail. Um, they would be fancier drink. Interesting. Interesting. That with a question mark. Fancy a drink?
1: Mm -hmm. And you? Mine is a rebel in training. (laughs) I'll explain why.
0: Okay. Explain (laughs) away. Please tell us more.
1: Wow. Okay. My... My week was one hell of a week. Sorry, I mean, one heaven of a week. I absolutely enjoyed it. So you're saying I do the bad puns? Really? Uh, I try. (laughs) You're still the punisher. (laughs) I absolutely enjoyed it. So because I'm a natural experimenter, I love creating things, putting stuff together. I do it at work, on social media and on mundane things like my jewelry and, and clothes. so what's a cocktail or a mocktail so this challenge was extremely exciting because i i was at the time 6 weeks sober during the challenge Woo! <laughs> so it, it's not like a big um, it's it's not a, like a it okay Thank you for clapping, but it's not a big thing. (laughs)
0: I always assume that's something to celebrate.
1: (laughs) So I say six weeks sober because I'm currently taking some medication to stabilize my brain's neurotransmitters. In layman's terms, I am on medication to keep me away from bouts of depression and manic episodes. But that's a story for another day. I don't want to dampen this episode with that. Okay, so back to mixology. I was super excited because I would get to learn more about what I knew exactly zero about mocktails. I had never, I had never ever ordered a mocktail ever before. Before then. I think I hadn't. Mm -mm. Honestly, I don't, I didn't even know any. So mocktails for those who don't know are virgin equivalents of cocktails or rather non-alcoholic equivalents. Not sure which name I like. Virgin sounds weird <laughs> for obvious reasons. <laughs> it
0: sounds more fun than mocktails, but Really?
1: Yeah, but mocktail sounds more punish. I, I feel like I it's better to call them mocktails if they're a a group. But when you're calling a specific mm. mocktail, virgin sounds cool.
0: Yeah, like a virgin mojito exactly. or a virgin oh gosh, virgin I think I'd know more cocktails by now. <laughs>
1: So in starting the exciting week, I structured the days as follows. Research and studying for day one to three and creativity and experimentation for day four to seven. So in terms of the first part, I use a Google Doc to collect all the cool mocktails that tickled my fancy. Very British. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I like it. Either because of the ingredients or the unique names. So I just chose according to liking. And I was particularly interested in learning uh, more about what I'd like to call the cocktail twins, i.e. cocktails that can be turned into mocktails just by removing or substituting the alcohol. So as we went into the challenge, my job would be the mocktail side of things and Claire's would be the, the alcoholic side of things, the fun side in quotes. <laughs> so in terms of learning some preparation skills, I turned to YouTube a lot, which Fortunately or unfortunately made everything look super easy. And since I'm a visual and auditory learner, it worked well. So I could remember some things quite quite uh, clearly. So now let's move on to step two of my week where I had to move into creativity and experimentation. I felt a bit confident because Patrick, the, the aspiring mixologist, had given us an interesting tip. He mentioned that mixology is basically about knowing how to balance tastes or is it flavors? And so I saw it as some kind of permission to color outside the lines if you know what I mean. You see I'm a natural rebel. Mm-hmm. I despise having to follow strict rules. <laughs> and that's why my week is described as rebel in training. So it also helped that I could I couldn't find all the necessary ingredients for my select cock- mocktails. So the only option I had left was to break a lot of rules, and I was super excited. Here's a clip of me recounting my shopping experience. So I'm just from the supermarket. Um, what I did in terms of the list, because it was a, such a comprehensive list of things I needed before I went to the supermarket, was I had chosen, I'd written down, I'd collected like six or seven um cocktails that I really wanted to try uh focus on and I wrote down all the ingredients across all of them and I went with a list to the supermarket looking like someone's husband who's shopping for the wife and he's been told to bring stuff. Yeah I don't like looking like a tourist in quotes in a supermarket but that's exactly how I was I was following my list and i could find most of the things you know uh, all the millions of juices i had to buy all the sodas and and soda waters and tonics and a couple of things which were hard to find like vanilla essence um, in place of vanilla extract and specific brown sugar there's something else I was looking for, but I didn't find. So, yeah, there are a couple of things I actually didn't find. Uh, peach nectar was in one of the recipes. I had no idea what that is. I had no idea where in the supermarket to look for that. And I didn't even ask the staff in the supermarket because I know they didn't know what that is. Um, there was something called sparkling white grape juice. Never thought of white grape juice even as a juice. So, asking for sparkling white grape juice... Never heard of that. Don't think it's there in the supermarket. Um, Rum extract is another ingredient I couldn't find. Vanilla extract as well. But I've said uh, I got vanilla essence. And I learned that, you know, from a quick Google inside the supermarket, I learned that, you know, vanilla essence is the manufactured equivalent of vanilla extract. Vanilla extract is more expensive and more natural. So I didn't find the extract. I found the essence. And then I couldn't find apple cider full stop. There was a lot of apple cider vinegar on the counters, but I couldn't find apple cider full stop. And that's a key ingredient in some mocktails. And there's one more thing I couldn't find. And I also don't know what it limeade concentrate. Yeah. So all these things I couldn't find sent me onto Google to find substitutes or homemade recipes. So, yeah, it was was an interesting experience. (laughs) Ah, and I forgot to mention the other stuff I couldn't find. So I couldn't find mixology equipment. I remember being in a quick match and asking these guys, so there's this thing that bartenders usually shake, 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 shake. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> they were, like, confused. Like, it what probably didn't that?
0: help that you didn't know the name of the cocktail Imagine, shaker. and it's simply shake, A Shaker. A shaker, what?
1: <laughs> I'm still pissed off. That name is too simple for that cool thing. Then
0: <laughs> it's something more complicated, like yeah. cocktail uh, particle accelerator or something yeah,
1: like that. Or or... or Mix, mixal, mixalator, 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 mixalator. <laughs> if I ever get a cocktail shaker, I'm calling it a mixalator. later. So I really wanted to get that shaker, hate that word, so that I could look cool shaking drinks with some ice, but I had to make do with without one. So in terms of missing ingredients, I went to Google and ended up in a rabbit hole that that handed me a lot of ingredient substitutes on a silver platter. I even found a fantastic article on Budget 101. Shout out to budget101.com. The article gave me all the possible substitutes of different kinds of alcohol. And I was amazed. So here's me talking about it. Wow. So I can't believe it. I just came across an amazing article. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Something I really need as someone who's experimenting with mocktails. So it's this website like budget 101 Dot com shout out to budget one So it's titled Alcohol substitutes for recipes So I think I, I just got it uh, by googling, you know uh, Substitutes for alcohol in cocktails something like that. Yeah, and I'll just read you the the, the interesting ones some of the interesting ones so it's a really long list of all the famous alcohols and what you can substitute them for in a recipe. So uh, for beer, I'll just say the common ones. So for beer, it says you can substitute it with, um, for light beer, you can substitute it with chicken broth, ginger ale, or white grape juice. How amazing is that? And funny enough, I, I I saw something strange happening uh, when I was trying out a mocktail with Stony Tangawizi, and while adding sugar, it turned it became frothy. And you see, Stony Tangawizi already looks like some kind of beer, so that kind of reaction made it look like a beer and also made it taste like a beer so if you ask me as well if you want a substitute for 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 beer you can use a stony tango with sugar i think (laughs) that's what i think the other interesting thing they have on this article is saying that you can replace wait for it wait wait i'm just going down the list for something that is common so for brandy they say you can you can substitute it with unsweetened orange juice concentrate or orange juice or marmalade what (laughs) that's interesting uh for red wine they say you can substitute it with grape juice cranberry juice tomato juice vegetable stock (laughs) Uh, or grape jelly i don't know what that is for rum which was very, uh, very necessary for me. So for rum, you can substitute it with non-alcoholic vanilla, van, Oh my god, vanilla extract or rum extract. So I needed a rum substitute because I wanted to make a, kaipi, a, a virgin caipirinha. So caipirinha is like a Brazilian drink that's very famous. So I wanted to make a caipirinha. No. That's a capirina with no alcohol and I needed a substitute for rum and so I saw that you can substitute it with vanilla extract but remember I couldn't find vanilla extract so I wanted to substitute it with vanilla essence. The other thing that they list in this website article is for tequila you can use cactus juice. Never seen that before in my life. For vodka is very famous for vodka you can use apple cider which I didn't find or you can use white grape juice mixed with lime juice it's a very interesting mix and for whiskey you can substitute it um, wow okay so for whiskey they say <laughs> large amounts cannot su- successfully be substituted small amounts can be eliminated wow so whiskey is irreplaceable <laughs> yeah that's it. So as you can see, all the famous alcohols have a, substitute, have a non-alcoholic substitute. Hmm. So now that I was well-equipped with the ingredients, ingredient substitutes, and my rudimentary tools, I was ready to go. From my experiments, here's pretty much the summary of the, to- of the tips and tricks of mocktails, if you ask me. Remember, I am in no way an expert. But this is what I think I know from my week. You're an aspiring. It's aspiring. Yes, not amateur, <laughs> aspiring. <laughs> so my first realization was that mixing at least two juices seems to be a standard procedure for mocktails. And that's pretty much because one acts as a substitute for the alcohol that a cocktail would have. So the second realization following that is that sugar and sugar syrup are very important ingredients.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Hashtag that's where you get your calories if you're sitting in a bar and then uh, the third realization is that freshly squeezed lemon or lime juice makes everything better and i mean everything yeah but only if you add some sugar to balance it to balance it out so refer back to second realization about hashtag calories but it's it makes sense sugar adds a punch that all mocktails need now, going on to the final challenge, I was very nervous, especially because I thought no one would want my mocktails. And also because I knew Claire would be super, super, super prepared. <laughs> what? Me? <laughs> yes. So I was just like shaking. I was like, OK, shaking. Okay. First of all, Claire has alcohol and then <laughs> she'll be super prepared. So, oh, my God, what do I have to offer? <laughs> so it's really hard to compete with alcohol anyway. Right. Sweat emoji, sweat emoji. I even told Claire about it a day before that. So on top of deciding that we would actually force mocktails on everyone, Mm -hmm. probably in between the cocktails, I also decided to use some creativity with the mocktail names. Especially since I was tweaking the recipes I found online. So I thought uh, it would make sense to tweak some of the names too. Especially the super boring ones. (laughs) Example. (laughs) One mocktail was called Cuddles on the Beach. So I decided to shift that a little bit. Here's a clip on all those names. For the final uh, mocktails challenge, I actually created a menu with uh, nine drinks. And yeah, it's some cute graphic I got from Canva.com. Shout out to Canva. (laughs) So yes, so it's called the Yes Girls Bar Menu Mocktails wait for it the first one is called safe sex on the beach it's a mocktail version of sex on the beach which is a very popular cocktail second one is mock mosa which is pretty much a mocktail version of the mimosa third one is no hito which is the no alcohol version of the mojito and then from here on, I get a little more creative. Uh, there's one with a lot of orange juice. So I think it was called. Can I even remember what it was called? It had a very boring name. Uh, it was called. Oh, wait, uh, apple cider. Wait, not that one god i think i found it somewhere else but i called it it was full of orange juice i called it orange you glad (laughs) and then there's one called apple cider mocktail i decided to change it to appleton don't ask why next one is i think it was a limonade something and i decided to call it limousine and We go to the famous one that's called caipirino so it's a it's a non-alcoholic version of the very famous Brazilian uh, cocktail called caipirinha and then we have the Moscow Mew ale so I just added the ale because it's it it, if you use ginger ale then it becomes Mew ale instead of Moscow Mew and then you have The Virgin Gimlet, which I decided to name the Virginosa. (laughs) Yeah, so those are the names of my nine cocktails that I'm serving for the challenge. With the fact that the challenge was a lot of fun and filled with a lot of experimentation, particularly when we had to come up with a new Yes Girls drink, I'd say it was an absolute success. My rating for myself is a whopping 8.7. I don't even know why I put the 7. It's because I was born on the 7th and I just like the number 7. And it's close to 9 and not too far off from, you know, 8.5. And you just have
0: to be a rebel. Exactly. You can't just say 8 or 9. It has to be 8.7. And
1: 8.5 is just too boring. (laughs) (laughs) Too even. Exactly. So that was my week of mixology. I've
0: never known you to be so generous. I think, I mean, we can all agree, right? Okumul's never been this generous to us. This is the
1: most generous I'll probably Uh. ever be.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you can tell, we can tell that you really, really enjoyed this one. I did. And I think the names that you chose for your cocktails absolutely paid off. I mean, they just (laughs) made my, they made my day. (laughs) And we all know how much I love wordplay. And yours were just genius. (laughs) And you even designed your flyer, like your menu. Mine was just handwritten with a few curves added in, in the first few words. And then I got bored trying to write nicely. So it just ended up being scribbles. (laughs) But yours was a beautiful digital, like, e-menu. There were pictures. They were appetizing. And the reality is that your mocktails were delicious.
1: Thank you very much, except for one. There was one that was an utter failure.
0: Ah, I didn't try that one. And Hillary probably
1: didn't rate that. Thank you, Hilary, for forgetting to rate it. (laughs) Maybe he just wanted to block it out. (laughs) It was so bad. He drank like two sips and then abandoned it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But it's really interesting that you can substitute an alcohol for a juice. So you don't just make the traditional alcoholic cocktail and take out the alcohol. You actually add something to replace it.
1: Yeah, and that's the interesting thing because somehow it ends up tasting, okay, you feel like, okay, alcohol is missing, but it's still as good as it could be because there's always a substitute. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah, and the sugar thing, I, I'm with you there. I mean, my I, I know I like to talk him about talk about him a lot because he gives me a lot of material to talk about, but my partner Zaxo so hates sugar. I mean, I, I made a cake the other day and I, I forced him to have a bite and you should have seen the grimace on his face. It was like, it looked like I was trying to pull his tooth I
1: remember because he was he was saying no everything sugar. I created, he said no sugar. Yeah, right? no yeah. sugar. And
0: the problem is that in some cocktails to get that balance, as you say, like especially with the lemon. citrus, yes. with the lime or lemon, you need that sugar to balance it out. So my sugar syrup I made very light. I didn't do 50-50. So mm-hmm. traditional sugar syrup, super easy. You just basically heat sugar and water. Mm. And you're supposed to do 50-50 or you can do a bit more sugar. Uh, If you like it sweeter, I did a lot less sugar. So Uh. mine wasn't too sweet. Uh, I also don't like sickly sweet things. And then it gets all sticky. And I don't (laughs) don't like sticky.
1: Wow. So that was my week. (laughs) How about yours?
0: All right. So I am no stranger to spirits. I had a healthy appetite for partying, drinking and uh, debauchery. (laughs) my favorite word. Um, (laughs) for Drinking and debauchery in my youth. And uh, I had a healthy interest in alcohol. I call it healthy because it wasn't excessive. What is healthy?
1: What percentage is healthy?
0: Well, what I would say is I it was never, I always grew up in a household, a French, primarily French household where we were allowed to drink from a young age. It was never forbidden or hidden. Mm-hmm. There was no stigma attached to it. So I never needed to go out and binge or hide from it. You know, even from a young age, I'd be happy just having one or two glasses of wine. Mm-hmm. Um so, again, I'm usually a wine person, right? Mm-hmm. That was my usual poison. And my knowledge of cocktails extended to once learning to make a mojito in mm-hmm. Havana, Cuba. That was a highlight of my, nice. my traveling days. Uh, that was one of my dream destinations since I was a little girl. And on the same trip, I drank Hemingway's favorite drink, the daiquiri, in wow. his favorite bar also in Havana. So other than that, wow. I was below amateur level. So you don't like the term amateur <laughs> level? I was a dunce. Like, be- like below
1: the amateur level. Below zero,
0: yeah. I was the, in French you call it the, the donkey. I
1: but I even, donkey. I don't even know what Hemingway is. So I am like below you, like totally below you before this. Ah,
0: challenge. but you know the daiquiri? Have you
1: nope. heard of the daiquiri? Nope. Well, now no you know idea. how to
0: pronounce it. It's, it does not spell the same as it said. So I had to start from scratch. Like you, I did my research. Um, but I kind of condensed all my research into the couple of days before the main week. Mm-hmm. So I gave myself a head start. Um, and on Patrick's guidance, um, I looked up the official IBA, that's the International Bartenders Association, recipes for all the classic cocktails that I had heard of from a list of about 100. So I took this list of 100. I narrowed them down to about 20. 20. Mm -hmm. And I narrowed them down by type of spirit. So I only chose one that had the five base spirits he suggested, right? Mm, The whiskey, rum, gin, tequila, and vodka. Mm -hmm. So from that, I made my shopping list with those five main spirits and then the few other kind of liquors and mixers and sodas and juices that need, and syrups that Mm -hmm. need to go in it. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) And honestly, I went to the supermarket on a Sunday afternoon to get all of this. And I've never had such a high alcohol content shopping basket. In fact, it was the whole trolley.
1: (laughs) They look at you funny. (laughs) It was only
0: alcohol and then like the odd celery stick and lemon. (laughs) I don't know what they were thinking. Um, But what I realized was that honestly, my local supermarkets were not ideal for aspiring cocktail makers. Not at all. Mm Vermouth? Vermouth? right could not be found anywhere within my neighborhood i tried soup, two supermarkets three liquor stores and they didn't even know what it was could you say what vermouth is well that's the thing yeah i realized i didn't even no. know what it was <laughs> i still don't know what so so after some but frantic googling i was frantically googling googling what is vermouth at least i know how to pronounce it i think um i found martini Vermouth is martini, or martini is a type is of vermouth. Ah, okay. Yes, yeah, so there's a I sweet guess. martini and the dry martini. And I, because I always dreamed of having, you know, the traditional martini, I got the dry one. Um, and I found an online store that delivered on a Sunday afternoon within the hour. Thank really? God for technology. Mm-hmm, they delivered. I paid on arrival. Uh, I had to pay for delivery, of course. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so thank goodness my bar was fully stocked. So on that Sunday night, that is when I started. Um, and that's when Saxo realized how great this podcast is. He got to drink cocktails every night for a week. He loved it. So, so I went systematically with these five um, main al- base alcohols. Mm-hmm. So Sunday was vodka night. Monday was gin night. Mm-hmm. Tuesday, whiskey, etc, etc. Uh, by gin night, I was already starting to feel the effects. Which of the five is your favorite? just i actually particularly enjoyed the whiskey the whiskey now which was
1: mostly bourbon that because of the week or generally no
0: it surprised me the ones the cocktails that i ended up making during the week mm-hmm. the whiskey ones are the ones that really tickled me as you oh, as you wow. said i always thought i was more gin mm-hmm. um but yeah i really enjoyed the the whiskey ones Interesting. um so yeah so by gin night, I was starting to feel the effects. <laughs> and um, here's what I mean by that. I never thought I'd say this, but I have too much to drink. Today is gin cocktail lesson, well, gin cocktail night. I've made five cocktails. I already feel a little bit drunk. And I still, we still have, like, three and a half cocktails left. I mean, I've got three glasses in front of me. Zach's got two glasses in front of him. And I I don't even think I've got the stomach for it. But I have mastered the Gin Fizz, the John Collins, the White Lady, the Dry Martini, um, and the the, 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 the what? The White Lady? Did I say that? And the Long Island iced tea. And they're all very nice, I must say. After that, we decided to try a different approach, um, mostly to save our livers and not lose our jobs from hangovers and daytime drinking, but also because I had made a promise. Mm -hmm. You see, after spending all my pocket money on bottles of alcohol, I realized (laughs) that Patrick's advice to just use what I had around the house for cocktail making equipment was probably a good idea. So I made a shaker or a uh, mixolator. That was very smart. I made a mixolator out of a metal tumbler, and a plastic lid from my blender.
1: From my old broken blender. How did you know it would fit? Or you just tried it?
0: I, fate brought <laughs> us together. It's just a perfect fit. Yeah, I mean it's a little <laughs> bit tight. So sometimes I had to like really squeeze to get it off. But um, yeah, it worked pretty well. Then for a measuring device, I used my baking spoons.
1: And then I just used like ice cream spoons to mix. But how are you switching from the recipe that says... Oz, you know, ounces to your baking well, spoons.
0: I was very lucky that the international, the IBA recipes I used, uh-huh. like I said, they were all in centiliters. Awesome. And another thing that Patrick explained to us was they generally also have an alternative um, recipe in parts. So mm-hmm. by that, it's they say Perfect. one, so two parts gin, one part juice so one part sugar so, whatever, so that part just means that whatever part is. if your part is a, a one liter bottle and you want to make a huge cocktail then you use one liter one bottle for one part and then two bottles a for short, two or a short glass uh, exactly okay. but these centiliters were perfect because my baking spoons had centiliters or milliliters so i had to do a little bit of simple maths and then teaspoon and tablespoon they had both both measurements Interesting. So that worked great yeah so um the only thing is, so I had my mixulator and my spoons, but I'd been dreaming. Did you
1: actually call it mixulator?
0: No, we, we just started calling it mixulator now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I re- got a bit confused because I'd <laughs> forgotten I called it that.
0: You started this. Keep up. Keep up with your own imagination. Wow. Excellent. <laughs> so aside from that, I'd been dreaming since we first came up with this challenge of drinking a vodka martini from a proper martini glass, mm-hmm. just like grace in grace and frankie that's one of my current favorite tv series about two octogenarian divorces
1: in california god my sister has told me about that show <sighs> i love it so many times and i love
0: that it's a brilliant popular show that has two 80 something year old women and
1: it's funny as hell and it's, that's what she says they're
0: brilliant i mean they're true classic legendary actresses they're like classic cocktails that you can sip you know little sips every evening and i love it so i wanted to drink the vodka martini like grace mm-hmm. but i didn't have those quintessential martini glasses you know the the cone-shaped upside down i the those long glasses <gasps> i wanted them so
1: badly they're like two sips and it's gone it's yep. too small
0: okay we have different priorities clearly
1: <laughs> like i say i enjoy. I, you know it's not about the quantity
0: it's the quantity quality
1: i'm very kenyan it's about quantity.
0: (laughs) you just want the big the big beaker the big tumbler yes so i asked around my neighbors um, in case anyone might have any and it turns out that one of them did have some awesome martini glasses and i also got a couple of other offers of um, nice wine glasses and whiskey glasses by some other generous neighbors Mm -hmm. and i of course in turn promised some cocktails (laughs) so thursday evening I started doing the rounds in my uh, court. Right, I live in a court with 80, 80 apartments. Um, so I was bringing these said promised cocktails around to everyone on on a tray, and every neighbor I bumped into that I hadn't promised cocktails to also wanted one.
1: Of oh course, my god!
0: Right, if you pass curfew, past dark, you see this girl in her pajamas walking around with cocktails, you're like, I want some of that
1: for sure. The
0: cocktails, not the pajama girl. So by ten p.m. Let's hope so. <laughs> By 10 p.m. I'd been to five houses, bumped into many more neighbors. I'd even hosted a five-year-old for a mocktail of his choice. Wow. And got to know more of my neighbors in a single day than like the whole year combined.
1: Alcohol mix, so I'll go around. Don't (laughs) quote me.
0: It's not a very healthy quote. But if I'm honest, I was buzzing and I'd only drank half a cocktail myself. because i had been busy making them for other people. So it's such a great experience and I really have this challenge to thank for making me feel more part of a community mm-hmm. in my neighbourhood than I ever have before. Here's my downstairs neighbours enjoying his. It was the the cup, a couple and the child was the one who I hosted for his for his mocktail. Just have a quick listen. So uh, what, what have you got in your hands?
2: So I've got a margarita with uh in it. You've not got much left. Yeah, I'm finishing it. I'm actually controlling myself, so I'm liking it. Can I get another glass? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and this one,
0: <laughs> this, is, this is this one is. Do you have to tell me? Long Island, Long Island, Ice Long Island iced
2: tea. And really, that's ah, very really nice. Thank you. so and much. And some coke in it,
0: yeah. 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 Coca Cola. Yeah. 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 No, I, yeah so. I can make a, a mocktail for the kids. A mocktail for the kids. <laughs> yeah, a mocktail for sorry. the kids. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a mocktail. So. Moving on, my strategy to focus on five main spirits was perfect. Thank you, Patrick, for the advice. And though I didn't stick 100% to my original plan, because mm-hmm. there were some cocktails on my list that when I actually opened the IBA recipe, they had surprise ingredients mm. that they hadn't listed on this kind of main list, like cherry liqueur or Cointreau, which I didn't have. And I wasn't going to buy, you know, a whole bottle just for one. For what the hell is
1: Cointreau? It sounds like Cilantro.
0: <laughs> not like cilantro it's a orange liqueur so triple sec i learned is an orange infused liqueur and this one's like a stronger one i don't know i i've used it in baking before but i just didn't have a, a bottle mm-hmm. at this time so i added some other cocktails that i hadn't planned on okay that i realized i had the ingredients for mm-hmm. so i probably made about 15 different cocktails during this week mm-hmm. individual cocktails but some of them i made many times um, I left the champagne cocktails to the final challenge because I only had one bottle of champagne, and we don't yet have any sponsors for the podcast. So there's only so many bottles. <laughs> hint, hint,
1: hint hint. <laughs> hint,
0: hint. There's only so many bottles of champagne I can afford to invest in without sponsors. <laughs> so I really discovered so much about uh, mixology basics. For example, when it comes to lemon or lime juice, there are subtle or rather big difference. Um, like whiskey and gin are invariably paired with lemon juice. But hmm. rum and tequila-based cocktails always call for lime juice. So when I got to rum and tequila night and I realized, oh, oh man, I have no, no lemons lime. left. It's okay because they always have lime juice. Mm, okay. um, I also realized that the actual quantities of liquid in official standard cocktails is very small. That she only require very little amount of liquid and then a lot of ice. So when you complain in bars that they put a lot of ice and a little liquid, that's actually how it's meant to be mm. in a lot of cases or served in that small, like you said, the too small martini glass. Mm-hmm. So I didn't even store any of my ingredients in the fridge. Uh, but boy, did I get through a lot of ice. <laughs> so much ice. Every day in the morning, I'd have to like, I had this one ice cube tray. I just had to keep refilling every few hours. Oh my God. And truly everything Tastes better when drunk from a martini glass. Even my morning orange juice. <laughs> we'll we'll share on social media, um, we'll share on Instagram an image of me drinking my How? Orange juice from a It's my like two bath. sips and it's gone. Yeah, What's the you point? It and you look so it's as, cool.
1: It's as good as doing this with your hand.
0: Just for the record, Akumu has her arm stretched out like <laughs> Oliver Twist. <laughs>
1: uh, in summary, I loved this
0: challenge just like you, Akumu. Uh, it was not only fun and truly allowed me to learn new concepts and skills which will serve me in the future but also has opened me up to a whole new realm of closeness and social activities in my small neighborhood community. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm even planning a cocktail night with some neighbors. Nice. And the little boy downstairs is now my best friend. Um I would therefore give myself I'm not a rebel like you, right? We heard <laughs> I followed all the cocktails <laughs> To the letter, the exact recipe, even when Sax was like, no, don't add sugar or put more tequila in my margarita. (laughs) I refused. So I'm going to give myself a square eight out of 10. And the two points were subtracted, subtracted because I still made a few basic mistakes like spilling an extra shot of triple sec in and messing up the proportions when making a margarita because, you know, these little baking spoons are pretty small. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure I could have practiced more and maybe focused on learning some some of the classic cocktails by heart instead of always relying on the recipe. On
1: the recipe, yeah.
0: Yeah. So 8 out of 10, uh, but I I
1: loved it. You totally deserve 9 or something. <laughs> like I remember when you told me you're doing 15 cocktails this week what <laughs> I, re- I only had six in my document by then <laughs> but you mastered them you did pretty much kind of <laughs> not really <laughs> so uh, what next well now that we've given ourselves our
0: rating mm-hmm. um I say we see how we measured up in our final challenge mm-hmm. <laughs> So the final challenge was going to be a real-life in-person cocktail party with the two of us manning the bar.
1: You mean womaning the bar. Hey, hey, yes, (laughs) that. Stand up, yes. I like it.
0: So we would be the mixologists. Uh, Saxo, my partner, was in charge of the barbecue. And our friends, David and Sylvia, were hosting us in their leafy garden. Uh, We had a very small guest list, but if I had been briefed that the important thing was not just to drink, so they had been briefed, that the important thing was not just to drink but to rate us and to their credit they took their role very seriously
1: a bit too much <laughs> after, <laughs> and i was i was so impressed and a little bit scared <laughs> because they they took it too seriously after each drink they sat down at the at the judge's notebook claire's uh, very interesting notebook and gave us a score out of 10 and some comments for each cocktail to be fair, the diligence waned over the course mm-hmm. of the evening or afternoon, partly because of the alcohol. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but we still ended up with some invaluable and sometimes slightly harsh feedback. So harsh. <laughs> we know you. Starts with a H. <laughs> <laughs> we got scored down uh, sometimes for having like inconsistent salt rimming yeah. on the margarita glass. Th- that That is
0: a, <laughs> a direct quote. Inconsistent salt rimming.
1: I mean, really. And, for, and we were also downgraded for like serving a cocktail that wasn't right for that time of the day. But they asked Come for on. that cocktail. <laughs> and that was the sort of audience we had to entertain. But because we love a challenge, we embraced it.
0: Yeah. So we each had our side of the bar, the mocktail side and the cocktail side. Mm-hmm. So I was serving spirits. Akuma was serving softs, And her naming was, as we've already, as we've already said, genius. Genius. <laughs> 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 here's her serving the first of our fantastic virgin cocktails and just a quick note the sound in the background is our friend david making some crushed ice for us by bashing a bag of ice with a hammer covered in an oven mitt all right so cocktail one of our grand finale climax of doing mixology what is in this glass it looks kind of orangey apricotty color
1: so it has cranberry juice, white grape juice, a no. uh, bit of... So so the original one has puree, grapefruit puree, but I couldn't find that. Grapefruit puree? Something puree, wow. which I couldn't find. So I've used uh, sugar, the sugar okay. thing. And then I've added 7-8.
0: And what's it called?
1: Safe sex on the beach. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Safe sex on the
1: beach. Okay. Safe sex on the beach. <laughs> Best name <laughs> it was, it was ever. It <laughs> So thank you. I thought my cocktails lacked, um, what they lacked in alcohol, I thought I should make up in terms of, in in clever names. Mm -hmm.
0: And uh, you even managed to make one of our friends drunk somehow on mocktails. Did did, did she know that they didn't have alcohol? I think she's, I think she's just so thrilled by the taste that she got a sensory high, maybe. Let's just have a, a quick listen to her.
1: Yeah, I'm surprised I love mocktails. Oh my god.
0: And is it fair to say that you've perhaps been getting a little drunk off mocktails?
1: Yeah, guys, you can get drunk off mocktails. For sure. As you can hear, things were a little rowdier than in the first clip. As everyone started relaxing, salsa started playing. We were actually overwhelmed with orders at some point even. <laughs> we literally didn't sit down the entire afternoon stroke evening. And we must we, we must each have had at least 30 different cocktails and mocktails by the end of the day. Made, Made. not had. Oh, sorry. Right? Made. Because how many did we have? I, I think I had, had like three drinks or something yeah, the whole two, afternoon.
0: Two and a half and then one mocktail, I think.
1: Yeah. Hmm. And that includes the Yes Girls cocktail yeah stroke mocktail actually it's both it things right was, yeah it was
0: a Mock m-co- <laughs> <More> cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we, so we invented our own cocktail uh to be fair we may not be the first people to have combined um these specific flavors before <laughs> right everything's been done before basically but we are certainly the first yes girls to have done so so we call it the yes girls Mocktail.
1: Mocktail.
0: So Kumu created a mocktail base, uh, essentially a remixed version caipirinha, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah. And then I added some ramen bourbon to give it a kick, pretending that I knew what I was doing. Uh, and it went down a treat with our guests. So
1: if you want the full recipe to try and make it for yourself at home, yeah, you can try this at home, kids. With. Not kids, kids, don't try <laughs> oh, this. <sorry>. Home. <laughs> no, 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 the mocktail part, sorry. Oops. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> don't Jordan try this do at not home, drink kids. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, just get a shaker and get the ingredients and you'll get everything that you need on our Instagram page at Girls Podcast. Yeah. And we'll put all the other recipes.
0: You don't even need a, a shaker or a mixalator. You can just use a jam jar or a plastic tin, um, as as Patrick said. So what was the overall verdict from our judges? It's have a a listen. They weren't too too good at maths by this stage, so it's more just a qualitative (laughs) feedback. (laughs) Hi, hi, uh, judges. We're almost at the end of our cocktail session, and I would like to hear maybe just a summary of how you found the cocktail experience today. Not in, not in. There's not in. Some some surprises, interesting experiences like champagne and gin. I mean, who would have come up with that? But yeah, interesting. New flavors.
1: I think it's fair to say that even if they were harsh in their rate and scoring with an average of six point three out of ten, everyone kept ordering and reordering and everyone kept, you know, walking walking towards us and staggering away. <laughs> And they were content and feeling happy after a great day of cocktails, mocktails, and some amazing barbecue by Saxo.
0: You know, I don't know if you realize the only thing that got scored 10 out of 10 was the meat. But I think it might have been Saxo scoring himself.
1: Probably. (laughs) Exactly.
0: (laughs) So all in all, I would call that a resounding success. And I must say that I can pledge right here, right now, that I will keep up my mixology. Not just because I still have about 20 half-full bottles of spirits, liquors, and mixes, but also because I've discovered so many delicious cocktails that I love and the joy I get in sharing them. So the next parties and gatherings I go to, I will volunteer myself as the resident aspiring mixologist. All my friends that are listening, you can quote me on that. And any strangers out there, any potential future friends, invite me to your parties. What about you, Makumu? Anything you'll take away from this challenge?
1: Be be careful what you wish for. <laughs> <laughs> I'll also keep experimenting with new mocktail inventions as much as possible. Like the day after the, the main challenge, I still had lots of juices and lots of things to use. So yeah, I had a very willing victim and he loved them. Nice. so mocktails and and i love that mocktails have no age limits so mm-hmm. yes kids you can try those at home yeah these ones not the other ones that i said
0: just the mocktails not the mocktails. just the mocktails <laughs> yeah just just be careful of the sugar high parents yeah even <laughs> myself last night when i was making dinner um i i we had a, a cocktail bef- before dinner it was actually a white lady mm-hmm. um she's one of saxo's favorites so i said uh do you want a white lady? And I jumped in front of him posing. Do you want a white lady? He said, yes. I'm saying, I'm right here. He said, oh, not that one. The the, drink. the, the liquid kind. I don't want that one. She, she's not. I'm not in the mood for that today.
1: So that's it from us. Now we want to hear from you. What have you said yes to? Have you said yes to doing mixology? Did you walk behind a bar and vow never again to touch a bottle of triple sec? Have you got a story to tell? Tell us about it on our Instagram page at YesGirls Podcast. Facebook the same, Twitter the same at YesGirls Podcast. And if you want to suggest
0: something that you think the Yes Girls should do, be, or learn for a future episode, send us your ideas. If you want to share your expertise, business, or passion with us through one of our episodes, get in touch with us. That's at YesGirls Podcast on all social media.
1: And guess what? We also... We uh, also... We also... (laughs) you sure you've only been having mocktails? (laughs) I'm drunk on mocktails. We also share some behind-the-scenes photos, videos, recipes, and all our experiences while we are doing, being, and learning. So you get to see a little bit of what we put ourselves through in the names of doing these three things. And we do it all for your entertainment. And education. And future parties. Yes. And future Mixer <laughs> usage. So many ingredients went into this drink we call episode three. Into the shaker that is Sema Box. At the amazing Baraza Media Lab. Uh, where we put a shot of our producer Dan Aseda.
0: A few dashes of Patrick Wilson, mixologist extraordinaire and our expert advisor in this challenge.
1: And two uh, others. CL. Centiliters. <laughs> I was using Aussies. So oh. Two shots of Ped O'Brien, who composed our theme song, theme tune.
0: And a squeeze of our amazing friends, David, Sylvia, Laura, Hillary, and of course, my partner Saxo for sacrificing a whole afternoon to drink with us.
1: And to rate us very mm-hmm. seriously. And a shake with ice cubes and neighbors, families, friends, listeners to create the one and only Yes, yes Girl. Girls Cocktail. cocktail. Join us in two
0: weeks for episode four once we've sobered up where we'll be saying yes to a concept that sounds easy but it is anything but.
1: And that's for the episode and that's it. Sorry, that's it. Wow, am I sober really? That's it for this episode (laughs) of The The Yes Yes Girls. Girls.